I'm Keaton Fletcher, an assistant professor of industrial organizational psychology at Colorado State University, and this is Healthy Work. All right, we're back, and I'm excited to bring another guest author to talk about their paper recently published in Work and Stress. I'm going to get out of the way and let them introduce themselves. So thank you, Keaton. My name is Valentina Reyes. I am an assistant professor of people management at Diego Portales University here in Santiago de Chile in South America. So um, I am mainly dedicated to the study of key psychological processes that might give like insights regarding what individuals or organizations, maybe societies can do to improve employees' well-being at work. And so specifically, I seek to understand what hinders or enhances individuals to thrive in organizational context. That, that's what I do. Awesome. And so you recently published a paper in Work and Stress about materialism, and I find that topic so fascinating, and I'm so excited that you would join us and tell us a little bit about that paper. So can you give us a brief overview? Yeah, sure. So materialism is actually my main research topic. I did my PhD dissertation in materialism, and recently I received a research fund to keep studying this, so it's my main passion at the moment. Uh, so this, this paper that you mentioned, the work and stress paper, uh, studies the relationship between burnout uh, and workplace materialism. So workplace materialism is defined as, as the relative importance given to extrinsic work goals, such as fame, money, or image, versus uh, the importance that in employees gives, gives to uh, intrinsic goals, such as relationship, sociality or self-development. So in that line, uh, we follow self-determination theory and hypothesize that workplace materialism is a key antecedent of burnout. And so we tested this hypothesis uh, in a prospective uh, study using a three-wave longitudinal design with uh, 1,841 Chilean workers. And our results were very interesting. They showed that when uh, money or status or other materialistic goals become the number one reason why you do your job, and you are more likely to be frustrated in your basic psychological needs for like autonomy, belongingness, and competence, and then and thus run a higher risk to become burnout. Very cool. And so if I remember correctly when reading this paper, you have like a distinction between need frustration and need satisfaction, and materialism was related to those differently. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, that's actually one of the things that uh, surprised me. We started thinking that workplace materialism was going to diminish the satisfaction of these three basic psychological needs and enhance the frustration of these needs. But we only found that uh, materialism frustrates the, the needs for competence, autonomy, and relatedness. So uh, individuals that seek these materialistic goals feel that they are not uh, competent in the world, that they are alone or don't feel connected with others in their organization and feel that they are forced to do what they do. So uh, when you pursue these goals, uh, you become frustrated with these needs that are essential to, for you to thrive at work. So if you become frustrated with these needs, then you're more likely to become burned out as they are essential for your well-being at work. Another thing that I thought was super cool about your paper was the different waves of data collection, that this wasn't just a simple cross-sectional survey. You actually have, it was like six months between each wave, right? And you collected all of your variables at each time. Can you tell me a little bit more about 
why that's so valuable? Yeah, uh, so uh, studies to date are mainly cross-sectional and uh, we need in order to, to see the interaction between these variables like burnout and materialism, we need to study them in time, so longitudinally. So we collected three waves of a large sample of Chilean workers in order to have three points in time in, and to see whether first materialism impacts or not the basic psychological needs and then if this impact in these needs was going to lead to more burnout or not. So we need these three waves in order to uh, see these three variables to interact in time. Very cool. And so altogether, if like, I'm understanding this correctly, if I'm someone who's more materialistic, I will be more likely to have my needs frustrated and then be more likely to be burnt out. But then also, you know, six months ago, if I was feeling more materialistic than I am on average then I am more likely now to feel like my I'm not achieving those goals or like there's things standing my way to meeting those needs. And then I'm more likely to be burnt out in the future. Is that right? Yeah, it, it, it's mainly right. The only thing that in order to clarify is that it's not it's not important if you achieve or not the goals. It's like to, uh, if you pursue these goals, you seek uh, money or image or fame at work. Independently, if, if you achieve them or not, you are going to be frustrating your needs and you're going to uh, probably be become burnout. So uh, it's not the achievement, it's like the, the pursuit of the goals that, that it's so detrimental for well-being. So as you were doing this, I mean, you talked a little bit about the two different paths, but what else surprised you while you're doing this research? The, the need, frustration and satisfaction was one thing, but uh, another thing that we didn't expect to find, but it's, I think, very cool, is that burnout also predicted uh, need frustration. So um, it's not only that materialism leads to a higher frustration and that leads to uh, increased burnout. Increased burnout also leads to higher frustration. And it becomes like a reciprocal relationship between burnout and the frustration of the needs. So more frustration, more burnout, more burnout, more frustration. And because like a, a dangerous cycle for employees' well-being. Yeah, one of those downward spirals. That's um, once you've started losing, you just keep losing. Is that sort of what you guys found? Yeah. Wild. Oh, man. Okay, so then um, I obviously don't want that to happen to me <laughs> if I'm the average worker. So <laughs> what can I do um, with this study? What's my practical takeaway as the average worker? Yeah, so um, in the literature, you can find like that there are at least three ways that you can reduce materialism. So... As materialism is uh, a key uh, variable that might lead to burnout, we want to focus on reducing materialism. So we can do it uh, in three ways. We can reduce materialistic cues, meaning that we can reduce the exposure of materialistic message to individuals. So in organizations specifically, we can be cautious about what we are saying with our pay systems or our performance ratings uh, when they are focused on money or image or status. So if we focus too much on uh, on saying that uh, if you do well, you will get much more pay or you will get a picture of you like uh, of the number one employee, this can lead to focus more on these extrinsic goals and can be detrimental for, for employees. So diminish these materialistic cues can be one solution. Another solution can be to take the focus on intrinsic values. So we have that uh, the focus on extrinsic values 
over intrinsic values is detrimental for employees. So we can also uh, focus on the intrinsic values on that employees can rebalance maybe their work priorities to focus more on intrinsic values in order to help their well-being at work. So maybe uh, in organization, instead of focusing of, yeah, we need to uh, increase our sales, we can focus on what maybe the company does uh, and uh, maybe it's improve uh, customers' lives in a certain way. So we can focus on that uh, when we talk to our employees instead of the materialistic part or like the, the sales part. So that's a second thing that we can do, promoting uh, intrinsic values. A third one that we can do is promoting also gratitude. Uh, in an early paper with my research team, we found that uh, gratitude can be a buffer to reduce the materialism and needs link. So we can also uh, enhance the gratitude disposition of employees in order to also diminish the negative effects of materialism at work. This can be done with like gratitude exercises that are the literature says that they can promote a more grateful disposition among uh, individuals. So uh, maybe gratitude journals, gratitude letters, or this uh, famous exercise like the three good things can also be part of, of the solution to diminish the negative effects of materialism at work. I love that. The You know, the first two of those implications that you talked about reminded me almost of job crafting, um, especially like cognitive crafting, thinking about your job in a different way or finding parts of your job that you can derive meaning from. Is that right? Yeah, we can tackle this problem in different ways. One is like the organization can do things to uh, change certain jobs aspects in order to be like a less materialistic work environment but we can also like individuals uh, reframe our job uh, in order to focus more on the intrinsic goals that we we do well, like what why do we do what we do uh, not only focus on the on the paycheck so we can tackle this like individuals and as organization as well i love that i just thinking about my own career you know, there was definitely a time when I was motivated by fame and fortune and just wanted <laughs> to be famous and rich. And here I am as a professor doing neither. But I feel less burnt out. <laughs> I, I like the research. I like what we do. One more question that I love to ask our guests. Why do you do this work? I think that's the most difficult question of, of this interview. But I, I thought about this question. And I think from a very early age, I was really interested in how people live their lives like what they do, what they pursue, the choices that ma they made and the consequences of the paths they took. And what I am really puzzled about is that I started noticing that very talented and very recognized individuals did not always have like a happy life. Many recognized artists, musicians or writers or other known individuals in their fields ended up uh, alone or in rehabs or even committed suicide. So that really puzzles and keeps puzzling me. I think already finding a passion is difficult and uh, I don't understand why people that has, have so much talent and who dedicated their lives to what they are passionate about ended up so, so unhappy. So I think it's not enough always to have a passion and pursue them. There are other things that are also important. So uh, I work in, in this field to advance in answering this question and hopefully to help to improve workers' lives.
I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for doing amazing work. And I can't wait to see what else you do, you and your research team. Thank you. Thank you so much for this invitation and for this amazing podcast. Uh, I think it's really important to talk about these things in a different way. Healthy Work is a podcast written and produced by Keaton Fletcher and Mariana Arvon, mixed and edited by Keaton Fletcher, artwork by Keaton Fletcher, and our music is Zero Microsoft by Steve Combs. Please like us, follow us, and subscribe on whatever podcatching software you use. And leave a review in the iTunes store. It really does help get us out there.